Hey, my name is Jake Berg. I'm the Chief Technical Officer of Social Curator, and I'm excited to be here with you today to introduce one of the most popular episodes of the Jasmine Star Show. Jasmine's interview with professional copywriter, email marketing slayer, and founder of Talking Shrimp, Laura Belgray. In this conversation, she and Jasmine talk about how to put you into your copy to get people to love you up, share your ideas, and happily click your buy button. The interview has the most downloads from any other guest we featured because of how tactical, real, and hilarious Laura is. So let's listen in. Laura, we know this conversation has been, it's been brewing like a good cup of coffee. I'm mm-hmm. so happy you're here. I am so excited to be here and sip that coffee with you. I'm going to oh, chug it. Yes. I like how you drink, girl. I like how you drink coffee before five, something else after. Okay. So I'm super you know, uh, anticipating a great conversation because when you and I first met, goodness, it's about two years, two years now. So we met about two years ago. Yes. Yes. And so we met, we had a great conversation and I was smitten because I was like, who is this really interesting, witty person who I just want to get to know. And then a few months ago, our paths crossed again at a different event. And I was just like, Laura, I need you to share your message on how to get paid to be you. Because we started talking. You're like, I'm unapologetically me. I've made three big shifts in my life. This is what I'm doing. And I'm like, I need to have have you on the podcast and I need you to share your secrets. Now, I know that you had said that you had made three big shifts that transformed your business to 100% expression of your personality. It pulled you out of the shadows and into the spotlight. And as if that wasn't enough, it got you booked for $1,450 an hour allowing you to retire, even though you're way too, let's be real. You're way too young to retire. I mean, girl, get out of here. Um, you have said, you told me, Jasmine, I have perfected the art of being very, very me in my business. And girl, can you explain that and break it down? Uh, I can't. Okay. First of all, I want to backtrack to the second event we met at, because I just want to know for your audience that that time I stood in line to see you. A long oh, I, line. I literally cut that part out, Laura. Come on. Come on, girl. I just want to tell them that I was happy to do it. I mean, Aww. would I have liked to cut the line? Yes. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of a joy to see all those people lined up for you. And then there was another line to meet your husband. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying impressive. right now. So you I are like dying. a living model of getting paid to be you, because yes. if that is any indication, and I, I definitely think it is. Well, good. Um, then let's break it down. Let's have a conversation around that. Yeah, let's. I mean, well, that's what we're going to talk about, right? Um, and then wait, I want to cover a couple of things. Retire. I'm not entirely retired. I'm retired from client work very happily gangster gangster girl so this because i've i've already so i've been known for copywriting and as a copywriter for years and years i worked in tv and then i started working for entrepreneurs in the online world and wrote with marie forleo and so like i don't have that sob story where you know i was homeless and penniless and aimless and living no no no. can i cut in because this is you're not you're not being braggadocious enough like you (laughs) you wrote for nbc bravo hbo tbs fandango and like basically if people watch tv and then they don't skip the commercials you they probably would have seen your work on the air so no you're not necessarily on the struggle bus you're just so fabulous so (laughs) that is true (laughs) Help, help me be like, 
like you. Like, but hey, there was, but I, I have to say that there was something like in recent years that was kind of sticking in my craw. I'm not sure where the craw is located, but it was sticking in there. And um, that was that it was always like, this is Laura. She writes for SpongeBob, or this is Laura. She writes for Bravo and Fandango, or this is Laura. She writes for Marie Forleo, or she's Marie Forleo's copywriter. And at a certain point, I didn't want to be. Marie Forleo's copywriter, which isn't even that accurate. Um, she writes her own copy. We were partners uh, and created a course together. But and I didn't want to be—I I didn't want to be so and so's copywriter. Mm. I didn't want to be anybody's anything. I wanted to be known as me. I wanted to, people to just say, "This is Laura Belgray." Or, do we curse on your show? I don't remember. Um, no. I, I, no. Here's yeah. the thing. I want you to be a hundred percent you. Okay. What we do well, on the back end, girl. Part. Exactly. Exactly. I, just, <laughs> I wanted to be known as Laura <laughs> Belgray. There, that drop the that. mic now. Drop the mic. <laughs> Walk off stage. St- exit stage right. And I just think that that is the key to everything, especially in the online world, or if you have, if you're a solopreneur, have your own business, or if mm. you're, if you're a, um, if you are the face of your business, to create a business that gets you known for, you know, for who you are, not just who you serve. That gets you known as first name, f- last name. okay so this is i'm so happy that we went into the origin story because what happens is that there's people who are listening and maybe they didn't write for spongebob and maybe they're not even introduced with like a fancy title like she's so-and-so's person and they're kind of like well i don't even have that but i really want to be me how did you move from being known for one thing into being known just for you being you yeah Okay, so that's the three shifts that I mentioned. Um, but maybe we should dive a little bit into the f- one thing that I had already learned how to nail, um, mm. which I think is, is the key to all of it, which is putting your personality into your business, truly making your business an expression of yourself. I've always been pretty good at putting my personality into my business, into my writing, so that people got to know me through my writing. It wasn't necessarily, there was a bit of a split between what I did for money and the stuff that I did that was personal, that was for me, and I've learned to merge those. So I'll get into that, but I think it's um, really important that people get comfortable with being themselves in their business, and in that, I mean, not just not just how they conduct business with like their clients or whoever they serve, but social media, everything that they put out there, their copywriting, their videos, whatever, however they communicate for their business. Um, putting that, so the putting themselves into those words, those words are how we communicate, right? Like we don't, com- you know, how do you communicate in general? It's not through interpretive dance and it's not just like pictures say a lot, but, pictures with copy say a lot more so um, okay 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 so before Mm -hmm. we go on Mm -hmm. i know people listening right now they're going to be at a point where i need you to 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 debunk two myths number one is well what if i'm not really building a personality brand what if i'm not building a personal brand would this work for my business and then number two but laura what if i'm not all that interesting Right. Okay. So, well, first of all, give me an example of not a personal brand. 
Well, girl, you're talking to the wrong person. I believe that everybody's building a personal brand. I believe I that my mailman is building a personal brand. But we got people out there who say, oh, no, I'm not building a personal brand. Instead, they will use a logo and they'll use like blank studios or X copywriting ink, right? So they're saying what I'm yeah. trying to do is to build a team. I'm trying to build something that's sellable. I'm trying to build something beyond me to somebody who talks in that way because you and I, we already drank from the same jug of Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. right? Like I yeah. believe everybody's out there building a personal brand, even if you ain't got a business. Like that's just exactly. life, right? Yes. Because what is a brand? A brand is what somebody says about you when you're not in the room. Right. So for those people who we got to walk, for those people we got to convince to get on our team, what do you say? Like somebody says, listen, I am in direct sales. I don't sell me. I sell hair care or I'm building out a team of videographers. I don't want to sell me because only people want to book me. What if I want to build my team? What do you say to people mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. To that, I say, say, okay, let's take the example of a videographer. No, let's take the first example. What was it? Um, direct sales. Direct I sell sales. hair care. Okay. Hair care. Okay. Are you going to be the only person who sells hair care? No. No. Are there other people who sell hair care, even the same hair care products? Yes. And yes. Hair care products that might even be better than yours or cheaper? Yes. And yes. Well, I would say that you are never going to have a monopoly on selling hair care products. The only thing that you're going to have a monopoly on is you. Mm, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. There you go. We just dropped the mic. Thank you very much. Now that we've set up our case and for people who don't believe us, they're probably going to stop listening now. But for anybody who's on the train, choo choo, let's keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, uh, that is what I say to that. Like putting your personality into your business, it does many things. For one thing, it's going to make you feel, you know, that magic word, alignment. People love the word alignment right now. They want to feel aligned with their business. How are you going to feel aligned with your business and what you're doing if it's not an expression of you, if it's different? If you're like, okay, over here on the left is me, and then over here on the right is my business, and never the twain shall meet. You're going to feel icky every time you get into business mode, and you're going to want to say to your friends, oh, don't look at me. Don't look at me over here in my business. That's not really me. It's going to feel awful and you're never going to feel right and you're going to get burned out. So there's the personal reason for doing it. And the other is that that is the only way to stand out, to have a monopoly um, on what you do. And then also when you put yourself into your business, when it is a personal brand and an expression of you and people love your business because they love you, then you have the possibility to sell something new or to pivot. If you get tired of what you sell, say you sell like you're, you're tired of selling hair care products and you're like, you know what? Now I want to be a coach. I've worked with coaches and I love the life they have. I want to be a coach. People who are long for the ride when you were selling hair care products are now going to stay in the car with you as you take them on a journey over to your new thing, which is coach. Maybe not everyone will. Some people will be like, well, I like the hair care stuff. I'm not really into this coach stuff. But the people who love you are just going to stick with you and come along for whatever you're doing. I I love that because what we just spoke to in those two examples was the person who was in direct sales selling hair care. What I would like to do is take a pause and take a step back for the person who says that they're building out a team Mm -hmm. that they they're like, well, if I if if I put up too much of my personal brand, no one's going to want to hire the team. And I would actually argue quite the opposite because I know that the that the team that I am building, they think like me. 
and they smell like me and they work like me and they drink like me and they dance like me. And so it's a really good chance that by osmosis, if you like me, you're really going to like my team because they've been around the thing and the ideology and the brand. If you want to experience that and do not have the funds to experience it with me directly, or if I even have the time, going with the team is going to be basically the only option for you to do that. So the more you build out your personality, the more that you showcase that online, like attracts like. And so you can say that your team is going to be a division of what people are experiencing online. A hundred percent. People are going to want some, some kind of piece of you. Yes. And if, if your team is that piece of you, they will go along with your team. Ugh, I love that. Okay. So talk to me so that for point of clarification, have we gone through shift number one or are you just saying this is the foundation? Oh, dang girl. This is the foundation. All the foundation. Right. All right. You want to get to the shifts. Okay. I'm going to, and we can come back to more about like how to put your personality into things. Um, and this, this first shift will help. Okay. The first shift, these are shifts that I made that shifted my business from being known as so-and-so's whatever mm. to being Laura F- Belgrave. Okay, so the first is volume. I'm going to give you three V's, okay? So the first V is volume, as in being prolific. I found um, more than anything, it pays to be prolific. Okay, I'm totally intimidated. Prolific? Girl, you're talking to a, girl, you're talking to a girl from the hood. Prolific, Tell me what prolific means. Prolific means creating lots and lots and lots. So if you mm. hear someone's a prolific writer, a prolific painter, or a prolific YouTuber, they do lots and lots and lots. They create in volume. Okay, I can get behind that. Call call me, put a crown on me and call me prolific. I like this. Okay. (laughs) And it it pays off. I mean, it pays off literally. I will say this, that like I tested this out this year. Um, I have a coach, Ron, and he told me, you want to sell more of your mini products in emails. I think that you should go from writing one email a week, which was what I was doing. And that was already very prolific for me because I had been very irregular. So I was very proud of myself. He said, go from once a week to three times a week. Mondays and Wednesdays, you'll, you'll write um, what I would call pure value emails, just giving them something or just being you. And then on Fridays, you will do a sell. Mm. And so I went from once a week to three times a week, doubled the revenue from, of, with what I was selling in those emails mm. within a month. Um, so that's just a literal, literal proof that it pays off. But in just general evidence, I would say that my my audience, well, my audience has grown in size and they've grown in rabidness. Um, they love hearing from me all the time and they really feel like they know me and they trust me and they are loyal and they're spending more and sharing more and it's really, it's become more gratifying. So there's that, but there's also the fact that the more you create, the more you create. Like if you are a writer, the more you write, the more you write. So waiting for inspiration does not, waiting for inspiration to strike never works, actually, I would say. You want to write or create before you're inspired. Yeah, I believe that. that creates more inspiration. Absolutely. I believe the only time I've ever been inspired when I was actually in the work. Mm -hmm. Inspiration happens when you're in motion. Inspiration isn't the catalyst for the motion. So say that again for the people in the back. Mm. Exactly. Inspiration is not here to create writing. Writing creates inspiration. 
That's, I mean, when it Amen. comes to writing. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, so you want to just, the more you create, the more you create, and the better ideas you create. And you also don't know which of your ideas is going to stick. You don't know, like you might write, write or say the thing you think is so genius, and you put it out there and you're like, really? Nothing? Mm. Mm-hmm. Why is this not like, is my router not working? Like, plug, in, plug <laughs> it back in. Because <laughs> like, I'm not getting many likes for this. Something must be wrong with or the algorithm. You just don't know. And then the thing that you dash off and you think is kind of stupid and you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't put this up. It's not going to get any attention. But oh, well, here it goes. That one goes bananas. Mm-hmm. You don't know which it's going to be. So you've just got to throw, keep throwing stuff at the wall. And um, it gets people into a rhythm of hearing from you. And it also gets gets you into a rhythm of creating and it keeps you top of mind and people just feel like they are in your life and they're excited when you show up. So, okay. So let's, let's break this down. You Mm -hmm. give an example of you emailing once a week and you turn that into three times a week Yeah. for, um, and you are a writer that might feel really heavy for somebody else. Like, do you have like a rule of thumb when it comes to volume, say in like short form copy, like social media? Or short form, or short form, like like what what is volume? Like, what's a general well, rule of thumb? Well, it depends because I've heard you talk about like at Amy Porterfield's event. I heard you talk about how often you should post and how the algorithm now might punish you if you post too much. So, well, not day- punish you. So, I exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, here I am basically feeding you rhetorical yeah. questions because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes if I continue to say it, people are like, "Well, clearly this girl has a horse in the race." But I'm like, I want other people to hear it differently because what Laura just said was that she went from one to three, and I think that's like a really great rule of thumb. If you are going, if you're posting once a week on Instagram, you should at minimum be posting three times a week. If you're posting three times a week, you should be at minimum be posting six six to nine times on Instagram. And I didn't mean that the more you post, you get punished. What the Mm -hmm. algorithm will measure is engagement. Now, if you Mm -hmm. post three times in one day and you have amazing engagement, we'll keep on doing that. But if you're just posting on the, um, like, on Instagram just to be seen and people are not engaging, it's not going to, your, your posts aren't going to be seen by more people because the numbers don't lie. And so this goes back to Laura's big push in like, when you throw mud on the wall, you get to see what sticks. And once you see what sticks, like once you see resonating with people, then you double down on that when it comes to volume. Yeah. And you know what I would say as a rule of thumb, I would say, think like yourself as an audience member of somebody else's, how much do you like to hear from your favorite person? I love that advice. And you have to take the leap of faith that, and it's true that you are somebody's favorite person. Oh, I like that. Take the leap of faith that you are somebody's favorite person. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So we have the foundation of inserting your personality and what it is you do. And we believe that we are all building a personal brand, even if it's a strong personal brand or like the hints and smells of a personal brand. Shift number one came back to you saying volume. Yes. And volume around personality. Mm -hmm. Shift number two. Shift number two, visibility, another V word. 
I love so, alliteration. Go yeah, on with your bad too. self. I me love too. <laughs> I love three Vs. You know, I felt like everybody uses Cs. So I was I use Cs, Laura. I use C because you're, but see, you're being 100% you. Look at you. You're in, independent. I'm already jealous. I'm going to go and change my Cs into Zs. Watch me. Oh, Watch snap. me. Good luck. You're going to be like, my first tip is zebra. Zipper. There you go. You got two. Okay. Shift number two is visibility. 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 Um, So this is a tough one for a lot of people because they feel like, oh, I don't want to be all look at me, look at me. Hmm. But I I want you to think like this. Think again about your favorite person. And wouldn't you be sad, like the person that you've discovered who you want to stalk to the ends of the earth and you want to like wear them like a skin suit, wouldn't you be sad if that person had decided, oh, I don't want to be all look at me, look at me. It's not about me. You know, it's about the people I serve. I don't want the spotlight on me. And so they hid from you and you never discovered them. Wouldn't that be sad? Yeah. So you are that, again, you are that person for somebody. You got to put yourself out there. Um, So whether that means showing up on Instagram and Facebook, et cetera, or I I really recommend supplementing that with getting on podcasts. (laughs) Like, I mean, this is a dream podcast to get on. I'm not going to say that everybody here is going to get on your podcast. Um, Oh, stop. (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) And nor is it necessarily the podcast for everybody in your audience. Um, but, but podcasts are a great way to be found and guest posting in media is a great way to be found. Also, you want to make it really easy for people to find you. You're doing them a service when you are visible and, um, you're also doing them a service when you are willing to be a star. Okay. So Laura, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Do you think you can get visibility without volume? I think it's tougher. I, you know what? I'm out here asking rhetorical questions, begging, begging sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. Can she please agree? Can, can we just make sure? Cause right now, right now we're like four for four. Like we, we've all like, we keep on taking sips mm-hmm. of our, mm-hmm. like of, of, of our Kool-Aid. I just think like that the volume defines your message. And the minute you nail down your message, because nobody's, nobody's bringing somebody onto a podcast and say, I know everything about all things. No, people want to find, follow people that are professionals and specific and authorities in the thing that they're very passionate about. And the minute you find out what that is, this is taking the mud on the wall, drilling in your message and then getting visibility for being that thing. But I believe it is so hard to get visibility without volume. Yes, and I think that volume creates visibility. Uh, so yes. when, when you think about it, when you think of um, somebody that you discover and then you realize, or somebody that you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, she's everywhere. Well, first of all, that makes it, you know, makes it exciting. Um, it makes you appear famous because you are. Fame creates fame. So, oh my gosh, she's everywhere. And they'll say like, she's killing it. Like you're everywhere. You're killing it. And that gives you a halo of credibility, of authority, of believability. It's like people want to hear what you have to say. It makes your message stick a little more when you're everywhere and when they perceive you as killing it, right? I love, love, love this. Okay, let's bring out the third V and let's see 
How like I'm I'm waiting on bated breath. <laughs> oh, I am waiting. I am waiting right now. We're gonna bring it out. I'm I'm bringing it out on like a wheelie. Okay, um, pulling it out onto the stage. The third, and I'm doing it really fast because the third one is velocity. Ooh, velocity. okay, okay. Speed. This is the thing that. I struggle with because I'm not a fast person. I am like, I am just kind of slow Sally. Um, and from like the time I get up in the morning and things take me a long time. And when I have an idea, I like to think about it for like two years. <laughs> and <laughs> I like to float it past everyone I know, have them say, oh my gosh, that's an amazing idea. You've got to do it. Like you too. What do you think of it? Oh yeah, it's an amazing idea. You got to do it. <laughs> Until I hit somebody who's like, nah, you know, I think I saw somebody do that. And I'm like, damn it. I should have done it sooner. Never mind. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's one way to go. The other way to go is have an idea, get it done now. Do it. Put it out there. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Um, like the other day, I just, I was like, I, you know, I'm not necessarily known for my list size. My list, my email list is pretty damn small, um, especially for this industry. But like, it's growing and people keep asking me how to build my email, how to build their email list. I'm like, fine, I'm going to make a list of the things that I have done that have been working for me. And then I'll make a little list of things that I could be doing better. And I should probably make this into a PDF, but I'm not going to. I put it in a Google Doc and I sent the link to my list. And like, I, and now, and today I just offered it on, um, on Instagram. Like, you don't even have to opt in for this. It's ugly, but it's free. And I can see all the people are in there. You know, at the top of the Google Doc, you can see like anonymous antelope or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like 13 of them in there at any given time. I'm like, oh, people are using Wait, it. Wait, well, did you create a vanity URL? Um, I did. What I is did, the, you they, have to share it now because. Oh, oh yeah. I it's, mean, my um, people want to see the ugly PDF. And here, I'm not even the PDF. Oh, yeah. They want to see the ugly Google Doc. This yeah. is power, Lord. Like, this is power. <laughs> this is like no BS, get it done. We don't need to be fancy. I'm going to send you to Google. Okay, so tell me, tell okay. me all this. Ugly, it should be talkingshrimp.com slash ugly Google Doc, but it is <laughs> talkingshrimp.com slash list building list. All one word, no doubt. I like it. I like it. List. Okay, yeah. we'll make sure we'll make sure mm -hmm. to add it to the show notes. So because yeah. I'm actually going to get off this call and go see this ugly Google Doc, even though I actually secretly think Google Docs are my love language. I probably have eight hundred and forty-seven thousand just opened open Docs in a given day because I love them. They're my love language. So you and I are basically BFFs, and I can't wait to see your ugly. Um, I can't wait to see you in there as like anonymous buffalo or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going back. I'm going to own the Z. It's going to be anonymous zebra. Oh, Get anonymous it right. Yes, Get it, it right, is. Laura. Did you like it's that loop be, around? Did you like the loop be, around? I did. Call back. <laughs> it's going to be anonymous zebra. <laughs> see, I hate when I talk to you because you're just so much wittier and smarter. I'm totally outmatched here. I you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well that's zabulous okay so now that we now that we go back and now that we have this i want people to be able to say okay i know that infusing my personality is important and i know that volume is important and visibility and velocity the like if people are listening now they're all about this they're like mm -hmm. rooting you on and saying okay but now let's reverse engineer because people are going to get off the treadmill. They're going to stop making dinner. They're going to stop folding laundry. And they're going to be like, okay, 
but how? Like, what are the first three steps for, you know, slow Sally? And she's like, I saw what Laura did. I want to see if this actually works for me. What do you tell slow Sally to do as her first three things? Oh, her first three things. I would say, okay, wherever you are comfortable, like whatever is your medium where you like to post stuff. Um, and if you don't, you got to find one. Um, okay. So, like, so we're going to find start, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. YouTube. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're going to pick one. Just pick one. Yeah. Okay. Pick one. And write something that you feel like talking about that you would talk about to your best friend. If you were going to text your best friend right now, um, if they said like, hey, what's going on? Tell us what's going on and don't write it to the world. Don't write it to, hey, everybody out there, you know, here's my first post. Um, Write it to your best friend. Like when I write an email or when someone writes an email, I tell them to make it an e-fab, email from a bestie. Cause oh, that's want, cute. Yeah, that's, that's cute. My, that's my little thing. You always <laughs> want to sit down and picture one person and remember that you are a person talking to a person, not a business talking to a business or a business person talking to a business. You're a person right. talking to a person. So make it an e-fab or a whatever fab, um, an i-fab, Instagram from a bestie. Cute. Whatever you want to make it. Cute. Um, so, and then hit publish, hit post. Ooh, that's good. And then do it again. Oh my God. God, Laura, you just break it down. Like I'm on, I, I'm literally here on bated breath being like, what is she going to say next? What is she going to say next? <laughs> and it was so simple. And sometimes we find ourselves getting caught up with step number two publish it. And then even more of us get so caught up because if we didn't get the results that we want from the EFAB or the IFAB or the FFAB in Facebook, do you see how I see? I'm like, really, I'm on my toes mm-hmm. here, girl. I'm on my or toes. The, like trying to show Z-fab. up. ZFAB. That's right. <laughs> ZFAB. We, because we didn't get the results the first time around, we're afraid or leery to do it again. But this goes back to Laura's first V and that's volume. And you have to get your EFABs, IFABs, FFABs, ZFABs, all in a row and do it again and again and again. And that will lead to visibility. Okay, so Laura, as we're here and we've gone through the three shifts, like has there ever been a point where you're like, cause we came in and we presented like, get paid to be you, get paid yeah. to be 100% you. And that sounds like really slick and like sexy and fun. But has there ever been a time where you put something out and you're like, man, maybe that wasn't like the best decision? Oh, I feel like, all the time. Um, <laughs> I would, you know what? I, the other day, I will, I will say, like, instead of telling you about it, all the times that I was afraid to put something out and then it went awesome, mm-hmm. um, I will tell you about something I put out the other day that I knew was going to get a lot of engagement. It was just a question. And I knew it might be a little bit polarizing. And I was like, that's good. Polarizing is good. And then once I posted it and all, and everybody started making comments and fighting with each other in the comments, I was like, I felt so, I felt really crappy. And I was like, Mm. I realized something about myself. And that is, I don't like to be disagreed with. (laughs) (laughs) And so maybe I shouldn't invite it. Um, like why, you know, why be polarizing for the sake of being polarizing? I know it gets a lot of engagement, but, um, 
if you don't like the feeling of being disagreed with, don't put out stuff that's disagreeable. So, but I do, I do get, stuff. I have all these questions. <laughs> I have, I have all the questions right now. Cause I'm totally, this is the juicy stuff. So yeah. number one, so I'm gonna list my questions. Number one, did you leave the post up? Number two, are you willing to talk about what it was polarizing on yeah. the condition that face that, 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 that podcast listeners don't like harangue you? Yes on yes. Instagram like yes, later. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So so the post was I'm not okay with okay boomer. You? Because you know the you know the expression okay boomer. Yes, I do. Yeah. But fill fill people in. Fill people in real quick. Okay, like the so so there's like a meme, uh, an expression that's come up that millennials use is kind of a clap back um, at at people who are always saying millennials this, millennials that, who are condescending about millennials. And it is, okay, boomer, and boomer, boomers are a generation. Um, right, like generation baby boomers. Yeah, baby right. boomers. And my feeling is, although I get the sentiment and I get that it's playful, I also feel that it is ageist at its core. And I think that, and I, ageism, anti-ageism is a hill that I will die on. I'm willing, to, <laughs> I'm willing to climb that hill and die on it. So that's what I felt when I put up that post. I knew that it was a little bit shrill and that people were going to be like, oh, you got to have a sense of humor about it or don't take it so personally. Or, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm fine with it when people say it in Congress. Um, and then people started arguing with each other and people started saying like, people should respect their elders. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Like, oh no. Older people a bad name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then other people were saying like, boomers ruined the world for us millennials. And, you know, boomers have ruined the planet and it's impossible for me to afford to live anywhere. Even though, like boomers were buying houses with $30,000 and I'm stuck eating like out of the same <laughs> dirty bowl, living with three roommates and I can't make ends meet. And it's because of the boomers. And, um, and it just like, and all that conversation, it was like among themselves mostly. It wasn't against me, but it made me feel like, it made me feel shrill for saying mm. it, like, uh, it, which is a feeling I don't like. And it's uh, like, I don't, consider myself a strident person um and and it felt like earnest and I was like Ugh, I wish so it. did you leave it up I left it up I think okay. it's I think it's first of all it's wrong to take those things down it's wrong to take down something just because it didn't get engagement and it's wrong to take down something that everybody that people spent their time writing stuff on and like um unless it got really nasty which it didn't if it got really I nasty. totally agree. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I don't remove posts even if I look back and I'm embarrassed that I wrote it or maybe it came across a certain way. I leave it up because I feel like this is history. And yeah. there have been too many people ahead of me that have erased really important history to change the narrative. I would rather have somebody look back and say, that was the day that she made a really stupid mistake, mm -hmm. owned up for it, and then left it out there to serve as a reminder. So I am all about that. And I think like the takeaway here is like Laura's not saying like, oh, there was something like terrible that happened. But what she realized was that if you aren't okay with what the potential outcome could be, and you're cognizant of it going into it. Well, you live by the sword and you die by the sword. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, okay, so now we know, now that's like a really important takeaway for like being 100% of ourselves and getting paid to do that. What's one of the best things that has happened? As you, well, hold on. Let me answer this for you, okay? Because yeah, okay. you basically gave the okay. internet a gift when you set up your phone and recorded yourself 
taking a hip hop class <laughs> and house. doing oh it's house it's house yeah. it's house okay sorry see i'm not even that cool i'm not even that cool and no i there is there is laura i think you're in the front row i'm always in the front row i'm front row mafia and there are all these people who are like sneaking and rolling like they have 387 vertebrae and i have like eight and they're and you are just like owning your trash like you are i would like when i saw that i was like this this human being is the raddest human being to be on my podcast talking about being a hundred percent yourself no would you classify yourself as a house dancer oh no i, mean, I, love, I love house dance but if, you know, if we're going to say that, that's, that makes me sound like I'm a professional. Like I go into, like I do battles. Hell no. I'm okay. Like, I should set this video up. I mean, there are people, it looks like Laura has background dancers, right? So there's the instructor who's maybe two inches in front of her and he counts them down. But before the countdown, Laura's already in her moves. Like she's like mm -hmm. the pre-party, right? So she's already <laughs> moving. He counts them down in four, three, two, one. And then they go and she's just like the person you can't help but look at because she's just so her. Like, <laughs> hey world, look at me. I don't care what you think of me, but this is me dancing. And I was like, this right here is the best thing to happen basically on Instagram that I had seen all week. So thank you for <laughs> blessing the gram with that. Besides that, you. besides your epic well, wait, dance moves, In the spirit of all honesty, I don't um, put up every house dance video that I make. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I look so stiff and awful in that. I look old. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just like, oh God, my head was cut off. This isn't a really good one. I want them to see me. Now, now Laura, you're are you where are you based? In New York. New York. Okay. So this is the thing I knew. And I just think it just takes an extra level of chutzpah to go to New York, basically the city of dancers and dreamers and aspiring rappers, and stand front row with the people who like <laughs> get paid to do it. And there she is. So I just stinking was obsessed with it Thank um you. outside of that what what do you think is one of the best things like you being you and showing up unapologetically what was one of the best things that happened as a result of that hmm i think the best thing that happens as a result of that is people writing to me and saying thank you so much and this wasn't even my intent i don't set out for this like my what gets me up in the morning is making money for sure um getting i love getting paid getting paid to be you the getting paid part is my favorite thing but when people write to me and say um that article that just came out um where you talk about your age and being because i just turned 50 and being a late bloomer that is a game changer for me. Thank you so much. I really thought that I was so behind and um, I felt like such a loser. And now I feel really inspired that I still have time to figure out what I want to do with my life. Like that is, that's one of the most rewarding things that has mm -hmm. happened for me. You know, Laura, I feel like from an outsider and I feel very fortunate that we had the opportunity to get to know each other even better this year. But, you know, I think what we see on the outside is sure a very talented copywriter, a very talented creative. We see all of those things. And I think that from my perspective, the thing that has really differentiated you is that you're really not talking to people about copy. Like, sure, you sell yeah. courses on copywriting and you give away free, ugly, you know, docs <laughs> on Google. Okay, but you're really just saying, it's okay to be you, boo-boo. 
Like, so just be you. And then I'll show you how to write about yourself better. Like that's Mm -hmm. pretty powerful. And I think that when we, when we talk to a lot of business owners, a lot of people, all of them know what they literally sell. And in your case, somebody might say, Laura literally sells online copywriting courses. But what is Laura sell from an emotional perspective? Self-acceptance, inclusion, and confidence. Mm -hmm. And that makes you unlike everybody else. And I feel like as people are listening, it's so important that what we see and what we're drawn to is somebody who's both talented literally, but also selling from an emotional perspective. So I want to highlight that. And I want people to listen when it comes to being 100% you as a synthesis of everything we've spoken about. It is literally the foundation infusing your personality. It then goes back to creating content with volume, being unattached to the results. It then goes back to visibility making sure that you're seen and known in other outlets so people can understand your magnitude and the message that you share and the velocity, how quickly you are to deploy on your ideas and strategies. And the three steps immediately after this podcast is number one, write your EFAB, IFAB, FAB, ZFAB. Number two, post the dang thing. And number three, rinse and repeat. Do it all over again. Laura Belgrave, you are a gift and you are amazing and new york city doesn't know what it hit the dance scene because you are one <laughs> fantastic 50 year old dancer who's okay with her house routines um i don't know how to say thank you a thousand times over but i hope that this audience connects with you on instagram at talking shrimp but how else can they find you on the internet Oh, okay. Oh, so on Instagram, it's at Talking Shrimp NYC. NYC. Dang mm-hmm. it. I messed it up. Well, not dang just it. I'm a proud New Yorker, <laughs> because some <laughs> chick snagged at Talking Shrimp and would not give it to me. Or well, did you pay me. her? No, you- I, I offered to. And she was like, no, it's my favorite character in some obscure cartoon. And she had like 50 followers and not a single post. I was like, you. Oh, oh dang it. Like, <laughs> dang it. Okay. But, so know, y'all it's okay. talking shrimp NYC. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, online it's talking shrimp.com. And we already gave you that ugly Google doc. You could also, if you're, let's see, if you're into emails, you should go to talking shrimp.com slash subject lines because I'm going to give you a whole, this is a, this is a way prettier PDF of non-sucky non subject lines that will get your emails opened in the sea of sameness in, in somebody's inbox. Oh, um, I'm mm-hmm. all about that life. And yeah. I really, I really do appreciate you, you, um, you say what you mean and you mean what you say, because when you talk about being a hundred percent you, I will say that your branding is gorgeous and you show up for your people. You are very active on Instagram. You do long form copy on Instagram, which I freaking love because it seems like it's not what people are doing, which I'm like all about. I love it. So thank you for being you y'all. Please, please, please connect with Laura. If you liked this episode and she gave you just a tiny bit of a push to be more of you and show up online, I would love for you to drop her a line at talking shrimp NYC. Be sure to subscribe to grow your email list go and check out her ugliness not her ugliness her ug- 
Oh God! You know what? I need an editor. Mm -hmm. I need an editor. Oh God! Please (gasps) check out and work. I'm getting a leg cramp. I'm getting a leg cramp. I'm so (laughs) awkward. Whoever wants to be interviewed by me, who's ever listening to this podcast? I have no idea. I do. Oh my God! Sweet Jesus, we're like a hot mess, and I love it. Um, You are amazing. Thank you for giving your time and your energy, and I know that you're changing people's lives. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you back. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed this replay from the Jasmine Star Show. If you did, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're tuning in from today so you never miss another amazing episode. Thanks so much for listening in, and we'll talk to you soon. 